Legends, I'm Kirsty Wiebeck. Welcome to my podcast, The Best, where each episode I tackle a different topic or two and present to you the best of that or those topics. I present objective truths only after an alarmingly tiny amount of research and no further correspondence will be entered into. Thank you so much for joining me again. If you're a regular listener, I know there's quite a few of you out there now and I'm forever grateful for your support and also welcome to any new listeners. Uh, There's a bunch of episodes out now. Um, They will definitely enhance your life. So I urge you to go back and have a listen to all of those. What's going on? Are you keeping yourself entertained? I hope you are. I hope you're all well, genuinely, not in the way I start my emails with, I hope this finds you well even though I'm actively disinterested because I've been chasing this invoice for a year, you know. (laughs) For you, dear listeners, it's different. I mean it. Unless, of course, you're listening to my podcast and you haven't paid an invoice. Not a lot of news here. You'll be very shocked to know. Uh, A possum mum and baby have moved into the trees outside our apartment. Uh, So that's wonderful. At dawn each day, we're getting a little show as they're scurrying up the branches to find somewhere to hang out for the day. And we are at a point in our lives where that is the kind of action and activity that we need to keep us going. So I'm very grateful to the possum mum and baby and I am urging them, I'm begging them not to move on. Like I will do anything in my power to keep them running around in the trees outside our apartment because it's given us several minutes worth of conversation and it's given me something to tell you about on my podcast as well. So thank you, Possum Mum and Baby. You're very much appreciated. Other than that, also also uh, down the, you know, the path of furry friends keeping us entertained, we, we have Fergie, our big fluffy ginger cat, who is up to her usual tricks, keeping us very amused in lockdown. If you follow my Instagram, at Kirsty Wiebeck, in case you don't, but if you do follow it, you will know that Fergie gets up to quite a bit of mischief for somebody who sleeps for 22 hours a day. So we're really enjoying having her around. Uh, She has recently developed and well I say developed what I want to say is she's recently developed a fascination for being in the bathtub or in the shower and while I'm saying this I'm, I'm remembering that I posted a photo recently which was me in the bathtub you could only see one naked sexy knee I did publicly apologize for the nudity and uh for the too much information but It was an image of Fergie stood up, leaning over the bath and her mouth wide open because she was screeching. Like it was was a cry of like, here I go, I'm coming in. And and that's what she was doing. She was frantically trying to get into the bath and I had to wrestle her. Uh, No one was hurt. Uh, it was a very gentle wrestle. I had to keep her out of the bath because, of course, I wasn't wearing any any clothes, which is generally how I like to enjoy a bath. And Fergie has very sharp claws, and I knew that once she was in a full tub of water, she wouldn't enjoy it. And so 
I'm saying that she's recently developed this fascination, but I think what's happened is we've had her for a few months now. We adopted her. And I think it's actually just that she's starting to get more comfortable with us. So it turns out that I posted that photo on Instagram and Fergie's previous owner, who who had to move away, which is why we adopted her, she actually said that Fergie has always been fascinated by water and there's a potential that she has a little bit of Siberian mountain cat in her. And, of course, I love Googling things, so I gave Siberian mountain cat a Google and they do have very similar features to our Fergie and it turns out that she absolutely loves splashing about in the bath with a little bit of water there. So the follow-on effect of that is that I'm in lockdown I don't have a great deal to do other than create this podcast and, and little odds and ends here and there. So it's it's given me great pleasure to be constantly mopping up tiny paw prints throughout the apartment. So good on you, Fergie. Keep up the good work. And like I said before, if you would like to see a constant stream of cute photos of a fluffy ginger cat, get onto my socials at Kirsty Webeck. She has given me so much content. I don't know how I will ever repay her. I guess I'll just keep feeding her and paying her vet bills and cleaning her litter tray. That's probably the way forward. Now, I thought while we're all locked down in Victoria and in other parts of the world as well, I might tell you a few things that I've been up to just in case it gives you some ideas of things that you can explore. Feel free to get in touch and give me your hot tips as well. So I've been watching The Babysitter's Club on Netflix I'm not afraid to admit it, it's adorable. If you're in your 30s and maybe 40s, you most likely grew up with the books. So watching the program is so beautiful, even though it's technically made for children. It's also got some really great messages in it, which I'm loving. And it's amazing how closely they've stuck to the books as well. Like it's just taking me straight back to being a child and actually reading the books because what I'm watching at the moment is pretty much exactly what I visualised whilst growing up. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Anyway, that's a hot tip from me, Babysitter's Club, for some wholesome watching. And also, it's a really great program for children with some really important topics being addressed as well. But even if you're not a child, get, get around it. Embrace that inner child. And also, I should mention, even if you didn't grow up with the books, give it a watch. It's just really cute. I've also been watching Money Heist, which has lured me under its spell and is quite possibly at the complete opposite end of the spectrum to the Babysitter's Club. It's about a, a robbery in a mint going wrong. Is it a mint? I don't even know. Oh, my gosh. I've just outed myself as someone who's terrible at watching things. But anyway, uh, check that out as well. It's a really good time. I've been listening to Philosophy Pod, which is Will Anderson's podcast. I've been watching – I haven't been watching it because it's a podcast. I've been listening to that for a long time and something I really like doing while we're able to do it is going for uh, a long walk each day. So I love having a podcast or two to listen to while I'm doing my daily government-sanctioned exercise. I'm also listening to Chasing Charlie, which is a podcast about a con man – and uh, in terms of music, I'm listening to Lana Del Rey's whole back catalogue because I love her music. Her lyrics sometimes are very perplexing, but I love her music. And um, I hadn't listened to it for, for ages, so that's a fun time as well. 
I'm also reading very lovely human being Alex Dyson's novel when it drops. It's also technically for young adults, but I'm loving it. Alex is also a wonderful human, so it's super nice to be able to support his work. Uh, So that's called When It Drops. There's a real theme forming here with my leaning towards works designed for children and young adults. I refuse to be judged. I don't even have children to hide behind, you know. Oh, yes. Yes, my eight-year-old daughter wanted to watch The Babysitter's Club, so yes, I... uh, I watched it. Uh, I watched it for them. Yes, I was, I was babysitting my nephew the other day, who was like, "Oh, let's watch the Babysitters Club," and I was like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds like a great idea." None of that for me. It's all me, baby, and I'm fine with it. All right, let's get stuck into it. First topic for today is racket sports. Big shout out to my friend Tom, who suggested both of today's topics. I'm deadly serious when I say feel free to send me topics too, by the way. People have been messaging me and saying, oh, I can't tell if you're joking or not, but if it's okay, can I suggest this thing? Um, It's not a joke, 100%. Send me your topics. I will not hesitate to address them. I'll be keeping this podcast going for quite some time now, so any help or anything that you would like to learn some objective truths about, I am happy to do the research for you. So what are racket sports? According to our dear friend Wikipedia, racket sports are games in which players use rackets to hit a ball or other object. Wikipedia then proceeds to provide a list of a bunch of racket sports, most of which I have never heard of before in my life. Like I swear Wikipedia was like, um, we can't just have squash and tennis. So let's brainstorm some other things that could exist I dare you to take a look we've all got the time let's face it but have a look on the Wikipedia page for racket sports I'll give you an idea of some of them Uh, okay so there's badminton there's ball badminton and then there's uh, beach tennis there's crossminton minuton paddle Uh, there's I, I think I just said that terribly, by the way. I was going to try and gloss over it, but I've got to acknowledge it. I think I said it terribly. It's P-A-D-E-L, and I'm very sorry for not pronouncing it very well. I don't know what came over me. There's also uh, Chien Ball. There's uh, Racket Lawn. There's real tennis, like as opposed to fake tennis, I guess. There's road tennis. There's soft tennis. There's speedball. Like, I love how they've just taken tennis and just plonked like a bunch of words in front of it. And they're like, that's an entirely different sport. Uh, platform tennis. There's table tennis, obviously, that that exists. I'll let that one pass. Have a look. Some of them feel like they're international variations of your standard racket sports, which is completely reasonable. No problem at all. I just, I resent it when it's like real tennis Road tennis, soft tennis, tennis in a red t-shirt, tennis in a blue t-shirt, shorts tennis, jeans tennis, barefoot tennis. Anyway, you get the idea. I could go on forever, but I won't. I'll save you. Uh, The one that I really want to draw attention to is pickleball. What? Pickleball. 
Amazing. Uh, apparently, it's just a combination of tennis, squash, badminton, and table tennis. So basically, any racket sport that you can think of, it's all been blurred into one sport called pickleball, like of all of the names that could have been chosen. It's amazing. I'm delighted by it. I'm not throwing shade at pickleball. In fact, I'm hoping it's an Olympic sport and I go on to represent Australia. Given there are 50,000 variations of tennis on the Wikipedia page, I'm opting today to take a look at the main three racket sports. Actually, do you know what? Let's make it four. Let's go squash, badminton, tennis, and table tennis. I know table tennis is a variation of tennis, but it's kind of different. Now, as a racket sport enthusiast, I can tell you straight off the bat that I own all three rackets. Not table tennis rackets, but I'm absolutely wild about table tennis games as well. But I own the three other rackets. So uh, I've got a squash racket, I've got a badminton racket, and I've got a tennis racket. Okay, so I'm telling you this. I'm not bragging. I don't want you to, you know, think that I'm gloating about how much racket sport activity I get up to. I just want you to know that this is going to be incredibly objective. Let's start with badminton, the shittest of the four. Badminton is actually really fun. So when I say it's the shittest of the four, it's still a really great sport. Something I really like about badminton is that you can play it indoors and outdoors. And you can also like set up your own little court anywhere. It's amazing. Uh, Badminton used to be huge when I lived in Taiwan and I played it a fair bit in Taiwan and I've played it a little bit in Australia as well, not as much as I'd like to. And it's it's a ripper. Badminton's really great. The indoor-outdoor thing is definitely the biggest positive about badminton. Um, the shuttlecock, annoying. So annoying. Floating through space, like it's slow and like, where's it going? Why is it it's so unpredictable? You know, a little bit of wind if you're playing outdoors and, uh-oh, the shuttlecock's spiralling out of control. Mildly irritating. Badminton is definitely the shittest of the four racket sports, but it is still a ripper. So this is the playing field that we're looking at today. We've got four solid racket sports here. It's going to be a tough one. Strap in, stick with me. Squash. Love squash. Uh, I'm a long time squash player. I've been playing for years and years and years. I think the first time I picked up a squash racket, I was in my teens uh what I love about squash is it's super fast uh it's cool that it's indoors because you know you can play it rain hail or shine uh it's it can be fairly aggressive I've endured a lot of injuries playing squash uh one of my friends recently endured a very terrible injury that required surgery while playing squash but I'm not going to give that like that's not a stroke against the name of squash though you know everything comes with a risk a lot of exercise activities and sports come with a risk but the wall thing like I'm not very good at stopping before I hit the wall so I have definitely incurred many an injury playing squash but it's still great I love it it's very very fun tennis All right, so I love tennis. And every year when the Australian Open's on, I do what a lot of people do and I'm suddenly a pro tennis player and I'm at the courts all the time trying to lure my friends into games. 
absolutely love it. I'll tell you a quick story about tennis. Uh, it's actually not really related to the sport. It's just that I was doing the sport at the time. You don't say doing the sport, do you? I was playing tennis at the time. When I was in high school, we were playing tennis for PE on an asphalt court. So like fairly aggressive texture on the ground. And I obviously fell over because I can't do anything without falling over. And what happened was I ended up with an incredibly bloody knee that needed bandaging and all of that sort of jazz and all the Ashfield had to be like cleaned out of it and whatever. And what happened was it scarred and the scar very distinctly said hi with an exclamation mark, like H-I exclamation mark, facing outwards. So if I was walking towards you, you would be able to see this little bit of raised, like a little keloid scar that said like hi, like how friendly is that? What a friendly scar. The bad part of this story, the only bad part of this story is that unfortunately I outgrew the scar. So you can barely see it now. So it's so now I've got to rely on my mouth, you know, and gestures. I've got to just say hi to people and I've got to wave and smile, you know, whereas historically I'd just let the knee do the talking for me. Tennis, ripper sport, absolutely love it. Great workout as well. Uh, you've got to cover a lot of territory playing tennis. That's a downside for some people. Like they don't like how far away the ball can go and how you are expected to chase after it and hit it back. Anyway, good on you. Great game, tennis. And fourth, uh, late edition, when I was organising this episode, I had no idea that on a whim I was going to include table tennis, but we've got table tennis too. Uh, Super fun game, really fun. Uh, I love watching high-level table tennis. Have you watched it? where they're like standing further back from the table and just running around wildly. It's a really fun time to watch. So if you've not watched that, get around it. Give it a look at on YouTube. Just chuck it in the search engine. Why not? Go for it. I believe in you. So table tennis, super fun. Um, again, you can play it indoors. Uh, it's pretty low key. I mean, it's almost like... It feels more like a hobby or something, doesn't it, than a sport? Like, I can't imagine getting changed into your dim, in your dim clothes. Great. I was doing so well with my speech today as well. I can't imagine actively getting changed into your gym gear to go play table tennis. But maybe this is the difference between someone like me who likes to dabble in it occasionally and somebody who you're about to see on YouTube when you chuck it into your search engine who like plays it professionally and is like running around frantically. Like they wear proper professional clothes, don't they? They know what's up. Anyway, table tennis is a ripper as well. So let's get on with it. We've got four awesome racket sports in contention for the best racket sport, we've got badminton, uh, which uh, yeah, I asserted was the shittest of the four. Then we've got squash, tennis, and table tennis. So let's get on to it. The winner of the best racket sport is... Squash! Hooray! Yeah, good job, squash. 
squash is so great. You can play it indoors. It's really fast. It's a bit of a high-intensity interval training kind of workout. There's a lot of running. There's a lot of stopping and starting. Beware of the walls. If, if you hit one of the walls, you're definitely going to feel it. But it's a really fun game, and you can also play it in rounds with your friends. So you can get several courts, and you can swap in and out, and it's just a generally very, very fun time. So good on you, Squash. Thanks for all of the years of very fun times on the courts. The second topic for today, which was also suggested by my friend Tom, is karaoke songs. I already know for a fact that this will create a really big stir. Like I'm aware of it. When I was doing a little bit of research, I was like, people are going to be furious about this. I was delighted when Tom suggested this topic because I have a wonderful history with karaoke. So my earliest memory of being involved in the karaoke circuit, if you will. (laughs) I'm not involved in a karaoke circuit, but my earliest memory of doing karaoke was when I was 18. Well, even before that, my family home in Canberra is near a, like, club. I mean, it's called the Irish Club, okay? But it was always just this, like, little dingy sort of pub but with poker machines and the point is they had very cheap drinks (laughs) they had super cheap drinks and all of my friends and I when we were 18 we used to be able to walk there and then we'd be able to walk home and at the time you could get like a schooner of beer for like two dollars so it was incredible. And on Friday nights, we used to all go down there and hang out and they'd have karaoke. And all you had to do was write your name and a song down and they'd uh, call you up. And so I remember one night uh, tying one on a bit with a bunch of friends and my older sister. And she and I put our names down to sing Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. And I just remember her and I flailing around the stage, belting out this awful song while watching hordes of people standing up quietly and filing out. Admittedly, it was late in the evening, but not late enough to clear the venue and like one by one people were trickling out until there was like two tables and our table of friends left. And we know for a fact that was us. Another karaoke story that I quickly want to share with you is when I first moved to Taiwan, my friend Henry and I, we both lived in less than ideal situations and we used to basically go out and party every night. I don't know how we did it. I was only 22. We were teaching all day long and and then we were meeting up and we were partying all night, having like three hours sleep. And then we were going to work all day again. And that just makes me feel so ill to think about now. But there was a karaoke bar near Henry's house that we used to go to all the time. It was like the dingiest, seediest place that you've ever seen. And we would go there and we couldn't speak Mandarin or Taiwanese at the time. And the people who owned the bar couldn't speak English. But we managed to communicate in some way and... The women who worked there basically became our Taiwanese mothers and they were constantly worried 
that Henry and I couldn't speak Mandarin and they were worried that we weren't able to acquire any food. So they'd cook us these big feasts and they'd give us loads of beers. And there was essentially this unspoken agreement that at midnight they'd lead Henry and I into a room that was marked in English with costumes and they would dress us up in different costumes and they'd get us to sing Beatles songs on stage for like 45 minutes. And we'd go back there all the time and each time we were on stage wearing like like motorcycle outfits or like fireman's costumes or like you know, they'd dress us up as like Taiwanese rice farmers or like whatever it was. They'd take photographs and then they would print them out and they would print out a copy for them, which they'd put on the wall. So over time, the whole wall of this karaoke bar was just images of Henry and I dressed up in all these costumes singing Yellow Submarine. (laughs) And they would also print out a copy each for Henry and I and put it in a little photo album. And next time we went in, they would give us a photo album with all of these photos of us and them whilst we were totally dressed up. It was the weirdest ritual. Henry and I also learned a lot of Mandarin from them. And basically a little bit down the track, I found out that a lot of the Mandarin that we'd learned was suboptimal (laughs) and it was stuff that like we shouldn't have really been saying. But our conversational Mandarin was great. We just needed to polish it up a little bit. But What a wonderful relationship and thank you so much to our Taiwanese mums for nourishing us over those uh, first wobbly months in Taiwan. All right, enough of my trip down memory lane. Let's get into it. We've got some important things to get through. Firstly, what are some of the shittest karaoke songs? American Pie. There, I said it. It's out there in the open. It goes for two hours. Enough said. Just don't. Anything from a musical, I'm looking at you, lame ears. My ears are bleeding in advance. Please don't do it. Most of Eminem's back catalogue, but especially Lose Yourself. No thanks. It's painful when the actual artist is singing it. We don't need your rendition. Anything by Meatloaf, please don't. Again, most of his songs go for like 13 hours. I don't know why, but they do. Also, What's Up, Four Non Blondes. No thanks. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Absolutely not. Please don't do this one. Tears in Heaven, Eric Clapton. I feel like this is something that I should not need to be saying, but I cannot tell you how many times I've heard someone belt out this uplifting little doozy of a song. I'm being sarcastic. I'm being so sarcastic. It's not uplifting at all. It's so sad. It's fine when it's being played on Smooth FM and you're driving along in your car, but we're at a karaoke bar. We're trying to have a nice time. Come on. Bohemian Rhapsody, belter of a song and a ripper to bust out when on a road trip in karaoke format. But see the notes for American Pie, it's too long and it definitely dips in parts. Like it's it's also, you know, yeah, come on, something more uplifting, let's do it. Anything by Nickelback, I shouldn't have to say this either, but I found myself having to talk about Tears in Heaven, so here we are. All right, so those are the worst karaoke songs, in my opinion. Also, there's loads more, by the way. Um, We're just time constrained. So let's have a look at some of the best karaoke songs. All right, so while I was doing internet research, it's so interesting because so many lists 
said that Bohemian Rhapsody was the best karaoke song and so many also said that it was the worst. So it's good on you for being so polarising, Queen. Uh, Ripper songs for karaoke. Wannabe, Spice Girls, Uplifting, What A Hoot, People Know The Words, Everyone Will Get Involved, Bounce Around That Karaoke Room, Have A Shimmy, Good Time. Uh, Angels by Robbie Williams. Maybe I'm saying this because... It's sort of in my register, so I can actually sing this without it being <laughs> terrible. I, I was known to crack out angels at the Irish club every now and then. Don't you worry about that. I want to dance with somebody. Whitney Houston, forever upset that I can't hit the same notes as her, but that is an absolute banging karaoke song. It's a great song for anything. Like sometimes... Sometimes, here's a secret, here's me tearing down the fourth wall again. I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this to anyone, but sometimes I belt out, I want to dance with somebody. I don't belt it out, actually. I play it on my headphones before I go on stage. It's so upbeat and so uplifting that it really pumps you up. That and also Gold by Spandau Ballet, which Gold is a, a ripping karaoke song as well. It's actually my go-to pump-up song, like before a big gig. It is my. It just makes me feel like I am the best at everything in the world. Sorry about that. Uh, thank you for being on that journey with me. Um, speaking of journey, what a great segue. This is that's probably the best segue I've ever done in my life. Speaking of journey, don't stop believing by Journey. That's a ripper of a song. That is a really great song and I only recently realised that that would be a really good song for me also to use as a pump-up track. So Don't Stop Believing, um, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond, not one of my favourite songs in the whole wide world but what is cool about singing it at karaoke is that everybody has to go like no one can resist even if the surliest of your mates is there and is in a really bad mood and everything's been going terribly you'll be up there singing that song and then you'll look over and they'll be going you know just discreetly they won't be able to resist africa toto amazing it's a ripper of a song as well uh dancing queen by abba abba's actually got so many great so many great karaoke songs uh but yeah that's definitely a really really good one uh do you know what I always hear I mean I haven't been in karaoke for ages but I used to always hear people singing Karma Chameleon I reckon no I'm gonna say no I was yeah people seem to love it but yeah also I just dissed songs from musicals but like Summer Nights from Greece, yeah, that one's usually fun as well. Um, what's another popular one that people really love? Uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Elton John and Kiki D. People love that. Oh, one of my go-tos back in the Irish club days was Come On Eileen. Love it. That is an absolute belter. Well, look, there's so many of them. There's millions of them. I could go on forever. Now that I'm stuck in this, like, trip down memory lane sort of thing as well. So let's get on to it. Let's have a look at the ones that we've already discussed and let's announce the winner. The winner of the best karaoke song of all time is... 
I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Yeah, go Whitney. I love Whitney Houston so, so much. I'm so jealous of her voice. But that song is absolutely guaranteed to get people like driving along. Why do I say driving? Anyway, whatever, driving in the karaoke room. And it's it's always a hit. Everyone knows the words. Nobody can sing it well, but it's a super, super fun time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Best. That concludes it. That's the end of it. I can't even believe it. Like it feels like I only just started it two minutes ago. I've had a really fun time recording this one and I hope that you have enjoyed listening to it. And if you're enjoying The Best Podcast, please think about sharing it on your socials or telling your friends to have a listen to it. And keep your feedback rolling in. Keep your topic suggestions rolling in. And also, please don't forget that it's actually you who's the best. Take care out there and stay well. Catch you next week for some more Objective Truths. Objective Truths.